All right. You ready, Paul? This evening I want to talk about on eagle's wings, and this is a basically an introduction message to the series that we're going to be teaching on the Ten Commandments. <clears throat> Have you ever heard the Ten Commandments described as a love letter, a tender, heartfelt message from the very hand of God? Perhaps not, but I am convinced it is one of the most powerful expressions of love in Scripture. These commandments leave nothing out. They touch every area of our lives. These parameters to live by, God knows, are going to provide a blessing and strength, a future and hope. If we miss the Ten Commandments, we have missed the very heart of God. Some people think <clears throat> the exact opposite. They think that the Ten Commandments are harsh and negative and narrow and legalistic and restraining and restricting. They hear the padlocks and the chains in their aspect of it. They hear God saying, <clears throat> you mess with me or you step out of line, I'm going to zap you. This plays right into the hands of Satan that God is a killjoy, that God is harsh and, and he doesn't want anyone to have any fun. He said to Eve, has God really forbidden this lovely fruit? What a shame. He knows if you would taste of it, you would be like God. He tells you, you're missing out on all the fun of life. You're missing out on something. He says, if you want to be free yourself, you must be free from the word of God and from God's commandments. That's what the enemy would say. People have missed <clears throat> the warmer, brighter side of these commandments because they have misunderstood God's love letter, they have misunderstood three things. First of all, the context of which they were written. Secondly, that God knows best. And thirdly, their need to respond to God's love. Thus, we're going to focus on these three things in this message and understanding them this evening. First of all, the context of which they were written. Did you ever notice the conversation between God and Moses before the tablets are written? <clears throat> Did you know that God gave specific instructions to Moses about what to say to the people before presenting the Ten Commandments? God himself set the context for the Ten Commandments. The setting for the Ten Commandments is a boundless, faithful, father love of the living God. Uh, Exodus, the 19th chapter, Verses 3 through 6 says this. It says, And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus saith thou, say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my commandment, <clears throat> then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak 
unto the children of Israel. He said here, the Lord told Moses to remind the people that I bore them on eagles' wings. When did I bear you on eagles' wings is, is the question he's reminding them. Do you remember when you were trapped in Egypt, when there was no place to go, then you were in bondage and in trouble, and, and you groaned in a captivity, and you were under the oppression and the cruelty of your taskmasters. You had no future but last change and death. I heard you, your cries, I saw your tears, and I came down to buy you back out of your slavery. Do you remember my children? Another one is, do you remember the Red Sea? Do you remember standing at the Red Sea and Pharaoh's armies were at your back? Do you remember that you, how desperate you were and how that you could not go forward and you could not go back and death was riding before you? I made a way for you, amen, where there was no way. Do you remember, my people, how I parted the Red Sea? Do you remember the wilderness where you had nothing to drink and your throats and were dry and you cried for water? I opened up the spring for you, a stream of fresh sweet water gushing out over the parched desert floor. Do you remember Israel is what he's saying. Do you remember being barren without food or provision and how I provided every day the manna from heaven and how I gave you quail. You face enemies greater and stronger than you, but I fought for you. Those times you thought you never make it, you survive or endure. I was watching over you all the time. I stepped into your lives to save you and to rescue you. I swooped down and bore you on eagle's wings, do you remember? This is, a, this is the context of Exodus 21 through 17, which we're not going to read it tonight, but that's the Ten Commandments. You know, so it's in the context of that. Did you ever stop to think how much God loved these people and delighted in them? God told the prophet Hosea in Hosea 9:10, the NIV, he said, When I found Israel, it was like finding grapes in the desert. When I saw your fathers, it was like seeing the early fruit on the fig tree. They were like refreshing delicacies. They brought pure pleasure to his heart. And because God loved them so much, those whom he had redeemed. He wrote one of the most profound love letters of all time as a reminder of his eternal love. He wrote it, amen, with his own hand. Amen. The very finger of God. Amen. He, he, and so the deliverance, the release, the perfects, the protection and the provision of God was to say, I bore you on eagle's wings. What does that mean? A mama eagle, praise God, will make a nest, usually eight by eight, but the largest on record is uh, nine and a half feet wide by 20 feet deep. She uses her leaves and her own feathers to build that nest. She makes it warm and cozy, safe and snug at the bottom of the nest. <coughs> Excuse me. She begins after a while to stir them up and take them to their new home in the sky. She takes them up and high and drops them. 
Amen. They have never flown before in their life. They have been fed, protected, and played in the nest. Now mama <laughs> kicks them out of the nest. She watches. And what does she do? She swoops down just before they hit the ground, saves them, and bears them up on eagle's wings. God re says, remind them of how much I have loved them in the past before you give them these commands. God says, I have watched over their lives every day, and I am concerned about their future. That is why I am giving them these commandments, because I love them. Look back. The same thing is true of our lives. Everything that we have is because of Jesus. He saved us, delivered us, set us free, blessed us time and time again, protected us, provided for us, you know, and taken care of us. The Lord has swooped down and gave us everything that we have. And he now, you know, sustains us and keeps us every day of our lives. You may feel abandoned like the eaglet in the sky, but you can trust God. He will always show up and it will always be at the right time. You know, God sometimes allows us to wait so that we can see and learn. When the disciples were going over the Red Sea, the Sea, you know, of Galilee, you know, Jesus constrained them to go over and they were fighting the storms, the waves and the winds were blowing and, and they were exhausted and they were, they were at their wits end. And, and you know, Jesus uh, then came walking to them on the water. They would not have known Jesus as the Lord of the storm, you know, if they hadn't have gone through the storm. And Peter would not have learned if you, if, <laughs> you keep your eyes on Jesus, you can overcome any obstacle or any impossibility. Then you had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were, you know, they would rather the Lord swoop down and, and deliver them from the fiery furnace, but they would have never met the fourth man in the furnace. They could never have learned that God can protect them from anything. God is working to develop us and help us to grow. He loved Israel. He, his purpose was to lead them step by step, trial by trial, so that when they crossed the River Jordan, that they would have the faith, the strength, and the confidence that they could defeat their enemies and possess their possession in the land. God always has a plan. <laughs> and God has a plan for you and I. Never doubt it. You may be confused at God's timing sometimes, but yet like the mother eagle, God's eye is upon you. He will catch you up on his wing and take you where you could never go, amen, if you were doing it in your own strength. He carries you because he loves you. And that is what makes the commandments a love letter. Uh, and then... Secondly, God knows best. Our Heavenly Father is the ultimate Father. What is the desire of our, for our future? His desire for our future. What is His heart towards His created ones? <laughs> Those questions are answered in the Ten Commandments. The love that God has for us that 
that he would give us these commands to guide us and to protect us. God knows in our lives that we will be in a lonely place, a tight place, a dark place by ourselves and wonder why should I do, uh, what should I do in this situation? Thus he gave us the commandments. Hmm. He knows that you know, there will be times that we will not know maybe what is right and wrong. The time and the culture that we live in are dangerous and difficult and grievous times. No one seems to know what is right, ethical or moral anymore. The latest polls rather than the biblical foundation seem to define what is right and wrong for people. When God wrote the scripture, he knew what kind of world that you and I would be living in right now. He gave us these commandments because he loves us so much. He knew that these 10 uh, parameters here for us is a matter of life and death. In the confusion of our day, the 10 commandments seem clear and simple, like big warning signs. For example, the famous golfer, Chi Chi Rodriguez, he was with a friend that kept going through red lights because that's how his, his brother taught him to drive. The moral of the story is whatever you think or whatever you feel is all right as long as you get away with it. <laughs> and it does not cause any immediate harm. But God understands the long-term consequences of disobedience. The consequences of life apart from his help and from his blessing. One wrong choice can set us off on a road from which there is no return. Young people and all aged people go down a road with a sign saying, <coughs> don't go down there. But they go there sometimes anywhere. <clears throat> and it doesn't take a genius to know it was a mistake. God, better than anyone else, anywhere, anytime, understands how life works. The reason he gave us these commands is because he knows the consequences of each decision. He knows the results of living a life without putting God first. The Ten Commandments will keep us from destruction Obeying these commandments, warning signs, in the power of the Holy Spirit will change the whole course of our lives. It will allow us to find our destiny as a child of God. God has a plan for all of us. He has a vision for each one of us. If we will but respond to Him, amen, and walk with Him in obedience. God told Jeremiah, He said, For I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. He knows, amen, what we can become in him if we are obedient. He knows if we live by the commandments, it will point the way to our future. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways? For as the heaven is, are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is more 
then God is smarter than us. God is saying, because of what you have experienced and where you are in your journey in life, you don't believe in you. You don't not think there is any hope for you. You don't think there is any chance for a future. And God is saying to us, you ought to be thankful that I don't think, praise God, I don't think about you the way you think about yourself. My plans for you are greater than you, yours could ever be. I do have a destiny for you. Although you do not think you can be anything or do anything, God says he can use you if you allow him to help you, amen, the spirit to work in your life in obedience to him. You may think you're washed up, passed by, beat up, and mostly used up. God says your thoughts about you are too small. Amen. God's thoughts in his heart is greater than your heart and your thoughts towards you. God wants to bless you. God wants to use you. God gave you the Ten Commandments to keep you from destruction so you could enter into the blessings he has prepared for you and for me. Our Heavenly Father wrote the Ten Commandments with his own hand. So if we need counsel and we didn't know which way to turn, we would know what to do. Folks, your father's knows best. Amen. Hallelujah. And then thirdly, how to respond. Love comes wrapped up in different ways. So you have to have your eyes open to see it and receive it. Love doesn't always look the way you expect it. It might show up as the Ten Commandments. God shows us prior to the commandments that every time Israel got in trouble, the Lord was always there. He was always there to help them, deliver them. He was always there to see them through their trials. So if God loved them and proved it by his concern and his care, his commandments are a gift of love. They bring blessing, life, peace, and a secure future for his people. How can you respond to such a gift? Prepare yourself to hear him. Before the Lord gave the commandments, he told Moses, go down and get the people ready for my visit. Uh, 19 uh, verses 9 through 11. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with thee, and believe forever. Believe forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. And the, the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people, and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes. And then it says, And be ready against the third day, for the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. And then verse 15, it says here, And he said unto the people, Be ready against the third day, 
come not at your wives. So you be prepared. So the Lord makes the issue of them getting ready to receive the commandments. He told them specifically what he wanted them to do to meet him. And that's why he talked about them, the context about bearing them, and, you know, and swooping down and bearing them on eagles' wings. In other words, there is something required of a person to receive them and a seriousness of purpose, an attitude that says, I'm ready to do business with God. <laughs> Amen. I want my life to be right. I want to hear everything that you have to say to me. Have you ever had to uh, clean a garage out, amen, before you could put something new in <laughs> because of there was so much clutter? We need to make room for him in our lives. We need to be available and prepare our hearts to receive from him. Clutter can be wrong, worry, and riches, and responsibilities, and pleasures of life, or unconfessed sin. Sin doesn't stop God from giving. It stops you from being able to receive. I'll say that again. It stops you from being able to receive. It doesn't stop God from giving, but it stops you from being able to receive. And that's why we want to be obedient to the Ten Commandments. We need to make room for what God wants to give us and say to us. Loving God means doing what he wants us to do, being obedient to him. Praise God. The Bible says in John, it says, if we love him, we'll keep his commandments. And the Father will love us and he will love us and he will manifest himself to us. The Ten Commandments remind me how much God loves you and I. You know, and perhaps... You know, uh, there is someone here tonight or in the body of Christ, someone that, you know, uh, needs to God to bear them up. And if we don't need that right now, we have the assurance that God will bear us up as on eagles' wings as he did, you know, the children of Israel, that he will swoop down that he'll help us, he'll, he'll minister us, he'll save us, deliver us, provide for us, uh, you know, uh, protect us, give us peace, joy, whatever we need in our lives, he'll be there. And also, you know, we know that he is going to be there, you know, if we need him, you know, but also God knows what's best for us. You know, he knows that... Uh, you know, that what he said, and, and you need to, you know, we need to surrender to what God has given us and the commandments and everything that God has given us. And we need to surrender and yield to his commandments, you know. Uh, and the reason why, because, you know, he has taught us in this message because of the consequences. God loves us so much that he gave his commandments so that we would be obedient to him so that we wouldn't get ourselves uh, in trouble, so that we wouldn't be destructive, you know. And so, you know, he knows the consequences, you know. So many people over the years, I, I've told people, you know, if a person knew the consequences of their sin or the consequences of their behavior, they would never do it, you know. And God's commandments help us, praise God, so that, you know, we, we won't have those consequences in our lives and, and be destructive. 
He has a plan for our life. He, he has, a, you know, uh, he gave us commandments because he has a plan for us. He has blessing for us. He has hope for us. He has a future for us because we have those commandments, that love letter, as we're obedient to that, praise God, we are going to be blessed, praise God. So we just need to, you know, uh, look at uh, and obey the road signs, you know, praise God. You know, that's what the Ten Commandments are to us, they're road signs. And you need to respond, praise God, in obedience to that love that God has for us so that, uh, praise God, that we can have, be blessed. So I thank God for the context of the letter, praise God. You know, they showed us how, what preceded, you know, him giving it to Moses, praise the Lord. And uh, we see the context is for us also of, you know, you know, his love for us, praise God. And also, God knows what's best, praise God. And he has a plan for us. He has a future for us, praise God. And we need to prepare ourselves for what God has through obedience to, to the, uh, you know, to the Lord and to the commandments that God has given us, praise the Lord, but also plan to, to receive what God has for us, to hear what God says, you know, and, and uh, what his commandments that he's given us, praise God, and then as he prepares us, you know, you know and we receive that, praise God, that we're obedient to the Lord in the keeping of the commandments, praise God, amen. So this is what the message was about tonight, praise the Lord, and uh, just reminds me of, you know, this commandments just reminds me of God's love for us, you know, and that's why he gave them, because to help us and to prevent us, praise God, from being disobedient or doing something, praise God, that was going to, uh, you know, that going to amount to having consequences and, and be destructive in our lives, amen. Lord, I thank you, God, for the opportunity to share the Word of God this evening. And I thank you, God, that, you know, your interest in us, your love for us, and God, that you demonstrated that and, and you gave an example of that, praise God, uh, with uh, Moses and the children of Israel, praise God, as they were given the commandments. We're thankful, God, for this love letter. We're thankful, God, that you have given these commandments to us, praise God, not as a harsh God, not as a mean God, not as a restrictive, restraining God, but a loving God, a merciful God that you have given them to us, praise God, so that if we keep those commandments, that we're going to be blessed, that we're going to, you know, have a future, that we're going to have provision and peace and, and joy, and, and that we're going to, you know, be saved from, from different things, that concert, things that would happen in our lives, things that we would do, you know, that we'll be saved from them because you've given us these commandments to direct our lives and to show us and to guide us in, into righteousness and into the things, that God, that you would have us to do. Thank you, God, that you have a plan for us. Thank you, God, we have a future in you. Praise God, as we yield and we're obedient to your commandments. Praise God. And we're so thankful, Lord, that, you know, what you have done for us, how much you love us, God, and how much you, in sharing these commandments, you just demonstrated your love. Just as Jesus demonstrated his love on the cross, amen, you demonstrated in the Old Testament, you demonstrated these commandments. And I thank you, God, 
that the moral commandments of God, whether they're New Testament or Old Testament, praise God, they're legitimate uh, commands, praise God, they're, they're, they're commands that need, we need to be obedient to, we need to yield to, just like the Word tells us we need to submit to God and resist the enemy. We need to yield ourselves to your will and, and your perfect will and what God, what you want in our lives so that we know the outcome, we know the, the blessings that we're going to receive because of our obedience and our submission to you. We thank you, God, for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen.